The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. This evening sees Katie Taylor defend her pretty much perfect record, 22-0, and 0, as she takes on Chantel Cameron in the three arena. With us is uh, pro boxer Eric Donovan. Eric, as we look ahead to the fight and as we watch the fight this evening, what is it we should be watching for in terms of tactics from Katie? Yeah, well, Anton, we know that uh, Katie Taylor is stepping up weight uh, to take on Chantel Cameron. And there's no harder ta- uh, task than taking on the champion who has all the belts in the weight above you, you know, so this is going to be a big task for Katie Taylor. But let's not forget that Katie Taylor is the one who selected this fight. She chose this fight. If she didn't want it, it wouldn't happen. So obviously Katie sees something in Chantel, in her boxing style, in her ability that she thinks she can, she can triumph over. And, uh, but you're going to have to watch the, I suppose the size difference when they come into the centre of the ring. Um, Cameron has a three-inch height uh, advantage. She has a three-inch reach advantage. And then, of course, the added weight as well. But in saying all of that, when you break it right down to the boxing skills, to the little nuances in in both their styles, I think Katie Taylor is far superior. But she's going to have to be very, very disciplined throughout the whole 10 rounds because it's very important that she doesn't go toe-to-toe and square up and get into a kind of a, you know, a kind of a toe-to-toe battle, a kind of a war with Cameron because that will obviously um, favour the more a, a physical fighter. You Although know. you'd have so, to assume that Katie is so well-seasoned and experienced at this stage that she's not going to get drawn into a slugfest. Well, <laughs> you're saying that, and to be honest, one of Katie Taylor's flaws, and she said it herself, is that sometimes she just likes to have a tear-up, you know, and... Uh, you know, she might get caught with a good punch or she might just stay in the pocket too long and she'll just have it out. And I'm sure she gives her coaches a heart attack when when she's doing this. But uh, when she boxes, when she sticks to her boxing and her game plan and hit and move and in and out and throwing her feints, that's when she's that's when she's at her best. That's when she's really exceptional. Um, so if she can stick to that kind of boxing and that game plan and be disciplined for the 10 rounds, I think we're going to be victorious. And uh, I, I also think that the, the noise and the atmosphere and the energy in the three arena is going to be something that Shanta Cameron has never felt or seen or experienced ever in her life. And I think that's going to be very hostile for her. And Katie Taylor has been in these top fights many times throughout her career and I think that will stand to her. Does the fact that the step up in weight class does it make a difference to her her capacity to perform and to actually box? Does carrying the extra weight make any difference or is it small enough in terms of added weight that it won't change her performance? Well it's not too small you know it's like it's a five pound difference between the two weights but that would mean that you know Chantal Cameron would have been obviously coming down from a much heavier weight because most boxers, all boxers, would cut weight to get to the to the intended target. Intended target. So, um, she Cameron will be coming down. Yeah, you know, she will be cutting more of the weight to get to this fight. But you do know you weigh in a day before you you actually box. So they would have weighed in yesterday. So they're free to eat what they want and refuel what they want now. So I presume on the night that Cameron is going to be at least ten pounds heavier than Katie Taylor. So. That's going to be that's you know nothing to um, to snuff at like you know that's going to be significant. Uh, that's why it's very very important for Katie to keep her discipline, keep her game plan, and not get into 
a kind of a, a toe-to-toe battle with Cameron. And if she can do that, um, I think she she will uh, be victorious. You talked about the, the fight, your expectation that the fight was going to go the distance. Given that nearly half of Cameron's fights have been won by knockout, is there any prospect of Katie getting caught by a lucky punch? Yeah, look, I mean, it can happen. It's boxing, you know. The, I suppose the one kind of uh, positive note on the on the female side of boxing is that there are two-minute rounds and not three-minute rounds. Um, so it's over quite quickly. It's tw- a 20-minute fight in total, 10 two-minute rounds, as opposed to the 12 three-minute rounds in the men's. Um, so I think that will kind of, you know, favour Katie in the sense that she should be able to weather a few storms. Uh, we know that she's been in a few tough battles with Delphine Pursoon and um, Amanda Serrano as well and she had her hearts in her mouth many times but she has great resilience and great staying power like you know so it's I haven't never seen Katie Katie Taylor ever been knocked out and I don't know if Cameron has that kind of ability to well she, she has the ability but I don't know if she's going to do it when you get to the higher archy of the female boxing like most of Cameron's knockouts were in the early days. Katie's knockouts were in her early days as well. But when you get to the cream of the crop of the female fighters, very little knockouts. Very, it's very rare you see knockouts. It's more, they tend to be more point results. And can you explain one bit of this to me, Eric, that I haven't quite, I, I don't quite understand. What's in this for Cameron? Is it purely a paycheck? Because her IBF, WBA, WBC and WBO titles are all on the line. Whereas because Katie is, is out of the weight class, she has nothing to lose. Isn't that right? Well, no, you're right, you know, and I suppose Cameron is thinking I'm, I'm fighting the greatest female boxer on the planet, so, hey, there's no shame in losing to her. I've nothing to lose either. And, yeah, of course, it is a business at the end of the day, so she's going to get her biggest paycheck from this fight. And, you know, she could probably have three or four fights against, you know, alternative fighters and still not make what she's going to make in this fight. And I'm not exactly sure what her purse is, but it's like when... Floyd Mayweather was at the top of his game. Everybody was queuing up to fight Floyd Mayweather, not because they thought he was going, they were going to beat him, but because they knew that he was the pound for pound number one. All of the eyes, all of the attention was on his fight. But sure, they're still queuing up to uh, get in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. At this point, he's holding people up for the paycheck. Yeah, yeah, they're just from a different code, a YouTube code, and stuff <laughs> like that. But uh, you know, and they're still making money, and he's still making money. But no, look, I mean, it's Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano broke the the pay, the kind of a the pay barrier for female boxing. And I think, you know, this could be something similar as well. And uh, yeah, career, you know, I, I, I can see why Cameron would take this fight. It's a win, win, win all the way for her. Before I let well. you go, Eric, obviously it's a win for a lot of people who are on the undercard as well because this is going to be both a home crowd, it's going to be a very packed crowd and it's going to be a chance for people to get in front of an audience that they may not have had before. Any fights on the undercard or any fighters in particular in the undercard that you would point to as worth watching? Yeah, no, there's a good, look, this is, you know, one of the great things about this card and boxing coming back to Dublin as well. It gives all these up-and-coming fighters the, a chance to showcase their skills in front of their home fans. And uh, I'll just run through a quick, uh, a couple of them on the, on the undercard. Paddy Donovan is on the undercard. Uh, so keep an eye out for him. Andy Lee trains him. He's a very exciting prospect. Um, Thomas Carty, my old gym mate, he's fighting for his first belt. He's fighting a guy from Scotland called Mac Farland for the Celtic title. And he's Gary in a heavyweight, Cully. isn't he? He's in a heavyweight. Gary Cully from Nace, who is an exciting uh, up-and-coming fighter. They reckon he'd be knocking on the door for a world title within the next year or so. Um, Dennis Hogan, uh, Irish Aussie, who is a fellow Kildare man like myself. He left 
Ireland uh, more than 10 years ago. So this is his first fight back in Ireland and he won the IBO world title. He's defending it. He probably has the next toughest fight to Katie Taylor on the card. He's boxing a guy from the UK called Metcalf and it's a real 50-50 fight. So that's going to be exciting. And then Cuevin Agarco uh, from Belfast. Um, another uh, Irish guy as well. So he's on the card. Look, listen, it's a, it's a, it's a brilliant lineup. Really, really good lineup. Normally, you know, you'd get a main event and there might be one decent fight in the undercard. But looking at that undercard, there's five or six really good ones. So it's going to be a, it's going to be an exciting night. I tell you what, at the prices at which tickets are changing hands, according to reports, it'd want to be a fairly amazing <laughs> night. Sure Leave us where you started. If you're calling it, betting man. Katie Taylor points. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.